Welcome to Ella Go. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Ella Go Podcast. Uh, Today's guest is Nikki Robertson. And before I actually say anything about her, we met on Clubhouse. You know, how crazy is that? Um, But Nikki is a functional nutritionist and PNI master practitioner, which I'm going to ask her what the heck that is, because I didn't even know what that is. But welcome, Nikki. So good to chat with you again. So Nikki, we met on Clubhouse, how crazy that was. And we were talking about running, but why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and we could talk more about that. Okay. So yes, my day job is actually a a nutritionist um, and teach people how to get their lives together and start eating in a way that will help them live better. But um, there's so much more to it because I and many people in my industry and in the functional health industry and in in, in any sort of um, industry where we are working with other people, specifically coaching, is we must have been through something ourselves um, to get to this point where we feel that we need to give back and we can help people based on our own life experiences. So for my entire life growing up, I um, uh, was in an industry, I suppose an industry you could call it, I was exposed to people who, um, I suppose body dysmorphia is the best way of explaining. I was brought up in an environment where body dysmorphia and eating disorders were kind of normal. My mom was a dancer. She had terrible body self-image issues. And um, as a parent, when you are disparaging about yourself, this is what your child picks up on and applies to themselves. So this is something, you know, we only really learn later on in life. Uh, So I always had a a bad relationship with food and with myself. Growing up as a teenager, I was also a competitive dancer, I was a competitive figure skater, and I used to put on a lot of weight, lose a lot of weight, and I went about it all in the worst possible kinds of ways with crash dieting and Although I knew that this wasn't a long-term solution, I didn't know that there was any other way. And it took a crisis before I learned that you can actually nurture yourself with food and be healthy and lose body fat and not almost kill yourself in the process because that's what we do with dieting. So I was very fortunate enough to work with a really good endocrinologist, a doctor who I went to initially thinking that he could solve my problems And he was wise enough to tell me that only I could solve my problems by changing what was going on in my head. And I'd had years of training in in headspace, Um, P&I or psychoneuroimmunology is understanding the relationship between the head and the rest of the body. So the self-talk um the 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 thoughts we have the our, our lifetime of programming um 
becomes our physiology. It becomes our physiology, not just in a woo-woo sense, but it actually creates um, chemical cascades in the brain that dictate how our immune system works, for example. And this is not new science. This is something that's been going on for years. It's well-accepted scientific understanding of brain-body connection. And we all well accept that there's a brain-gut connection. And I knew this, but I didn't apply it. So that's the difference. So at that stage, I was working in media. I was working in, I had I owned an advertising agency and I'd got to a point in my life where I'd had enough. Um, I I couldn't figure my way through this. And I decided I was going to study nutrition. I started off studying dietetics and I, you know, dietetics and nutrition are very similar in the beginning because it's all about chemistry, anatomy, physiology. And then you start to learn that dietetics is really about not always. And I really hesitate to generalize. It's about selling products. So it's about getting people on to all sorts of commercial foods that are supposed to be healthy for you, but they're not. Um, and I changed curriculum about a year in and I became, I studied functional nutrition and functional medicine. And that was an eye-opening experience for me. And over a period of three months, I lost 30 kilos, which is about no, 15 kilos, which is about 30, 35 pounds of fat within three months. And I'd put on a good 10 pounds of muscle um, eating eating. And people used to come up to me and go, what's your secret? What diet are you on? What are you doing now? And I said, well, actually I'm not dieting. For the first time in my life, I was nurturing my body with food, lots of food. And I was exercising moderately and my entire physiology had changed. And this for me was, it was profound. It was something I had to help other people achieve. And this was 15 years ago. And that was when the reInvent Health, which is my organization, my company was, was literally born. And in those days, I was so excited about what I was doing that I did for nothing because I always felt that I was an amateur. I really, although I'd qualified, I didn't know what I was doing. And it's true. You, it takes 10 years, I believe, to really, really understand what you're doing before you feel confident enough to charge people or to, to have a transaction. Although this is not true, we need to survive, we need to live, we need to, for these, for any health business to, to grow and carry on doing good work, we need to have a transaction. But in those days, I just didn't feel that I had learned enough. So yeah, it was, it was a long, long road. And today I have thousands of clients all over the world. I work with um, some very big organizations all over the world. And my biggest passion is transforming lives. So it's come a long way um, and we never stop learning. So that is, that's where I come from. And that's what I do. That's what she does in a nutshell. Um, so <laughs> let me, let's take a couple of steps back here. Okay. So you mentioned this again, explain P&I. What, what does that stand for again? Psycho, so brain, neuro, the, 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 the sort of the neurological connections in the brain, immunology. So it's how our thoughts and our belief systems create chemistry that impacts our immune system. So if you're always in a negative space, chances are you're going to develop diseases like fibromyalgia. Um, if you're highly traumatized, if you've been through a lot of trauma and you haven't worked through that systematically with somebody who's really good at creating a space where you can work through trauma, you're going to create disease. 
So, and the inverse is true. So when we've processed our thinking, when we can work constructively with negative thought patterns, we create a robust immune system. And it's not just the immune system, it's our endocrine system, it's the gut, because everything's connected. And this is the magic of the human body. And it's, you know, we always think that specialization is the key. So if you have a gut problem, you go to a gut yeah, of course you do. And if you've got a skin problem, you go to a dermatologist. But when you, you you quickly start realizing that every system in the body is interconnected. So a lot of skin problems come from the gut. A lot of the gut problems come from our thinking and our levels of anxiety and trauma, which has to be dealt with. So in functional medicine, which is very closely related to PI, it's embedded in PNI, is working upstream and working with what the whole person is going through, not just their disease. So a person isn't just the person with Crohn's disease or with eczema. It's what happened to create an imbalance to create this situation that this person is dealing with now. And how do we go back and deal with that so they don't get sick in the future, which is really exciting, but it's, it takes a lot of work, but it's it's incredibly satisfying. Yeah. So you said this is not anything new, but Nikki, that this is people are just talking about it now. And I think that this what you're saying, and obviously we I could see why we resonated with each other um, with the whole connectivity. Um, but, you know, I think that people just have this hard time grasping that their that their issues is just an issue and not the whole how they're thinking type uh, or what that what they think about themselves or their trauma has there been any if you know if you can actually talk a little bit about this any kind of research studies that have that or anything where they said they said you know we found people who have fibromyalgia tend to x y and z i mean have they ever done anything like that i'm just curious mm. Oh, there must be thousands of not just anecdotal studies, but actual clinical trials um, showing the mind-body connection to disease. So what I can do is just find all of that if you want to add it to your your show notes, if people want to go and do their research. Um, So yes, there are years worth of, of, of data and studies and trials and papers and books on exactly this. So when I work with somebody, for example, with fibromyalgia, and that was something that I was suffering from was fibromyalgia. And um, nobody knew what it was. Um, In those days, it was called yuppie flu. It was just a term for um, a condition that nobody really knew how to treat. So you'd go to your doctor and you get painkillers. You probably get tetracycline or some crazy antibiotic, um, but it wouldn't solve the problem. So the problem is solved when we start changing our thinking and become mindful of everything we do. So it's not just a case of changing your nutrition, but it's it's incorporating exercise. It's being more mindful. Mindful um, is being more conscious of, of your thoughts and how you respond to people in the world. It's being more mindful of 
the relationships we cultivate and why we cultivate them. And I think that's why there's a lot of resistance because it's difficult. It's difficult to change everything. It's much easier to go to your doctor and get a tablet. And this is what I did in the beginning as I went to my doctor and I said, I don't care what it costs. You'll give me this tablet and I'll pay whatever. But And he said to me, there's no such thing. You've got to sort your head out. You've got to figure out what's going on in your head. And I hated that answer, but he was right. Um, And he was my catalyst. And what I do in practice with people today is we talk a lot. Yes, we talk about food and we talk about what you should be eating and how much exercise you should be doing and how much sleep you need. But it's all the other stuff behind that is why are you not eating well? Why are you having a situation in your work life where you not have you don't have boundaries? What is that about? So there's a lot of unpacking of subconscious stuff, which we don't want to go there because it's hard. Um, so yeah, it's like there's a place for medicine. There's a place, you know, no one says that there's doctors are don't understand. Doctors understand, but doctors are taught to sew you up when you when you're wounded doctors are taught to um give you a bypass if your heart doesn't work and thank goodness for that but this is you know doctors are not taught to go back in your history and fix what was broken 25 years ago they don't have time for that that's where functional medicine comes in and there's a place for both and in this day and age thankfully and this is all over the world um, it's where functional medicine and allopathic medicine are starting to work together for the good of everybody to really help people become their best versions of themselves. You know, it's interesting how even when I think about naturopathic doctors, I, I wish that was more of a thing back when I was in pre-med because that was definitely more my thing than just yeah. giving a pill to fix it. Um, yeah. But you you said a lot of things about this whole changing your the way you think is impacts your immune system. I can't tell you how many times people have said to me that they had an issue or a big thing that happened to me. And it was at a time that it was at their lowest point or something happened, a crisis, something yes. crazy, right? I mean, I have expressed and shared my story. So for you, I know that you, you said that you were uh, a, a competitor, um, a, a ice skater. And, mm. and also you're a runner and you, you know, you seems like you were very athletic. What was your crises? What was the thing that you were going through? Because I mean, I know, and I share this with you, my aha moment when I got sick, what was yeah. your aha moment? You know, what happened in your life that you would like to mm-hmm. share with us? So I don't know the exact there was no particular moment. So there's no, like I can say there was an accident or there was a um, a specific trauma, but I think it was a period of, of growing up in a traumatic environment, which is what I certainly did. Um, I grew up in an environment where there was instability. There was lots of fighting going on. There was lots of, you know, I didn't grow up as a kid who was, you know, who could make friends at school very easily because I always felt different to other kids. So um, I never did the sport that they offered at school. I was always different. And that was really traumatic. It's traumatic for any child growing up to feel really radically different to everybody else. Um, I always grew up feeling not good enough, not thin enough, not fast enough, not, not enough. Not enough is really was a theme for me growing up. And 
um, the crisis point for me was definitely, I, I mean, I'd gone to what I call 80 kilos, which is about 150 pounds, back down to about 85, 90 pounds to put into like a context you could understand. So I had an eating disorder. I would starve myself and I would binge. So I had all of these issues going on. So there was an accumulation of so many self-image, self-esteem issues right throughout my entire sort of young life, starting at about the age of five, all the way through to my early 20s. And in my early 20s, I, I, I was literally dysfunctional with pain, with physical pain. I, um, I couldn't stand up at one point. I was physically, it felt like, oh, I don't even, I can't even remember. My entire body was in pain. And I sat there one night thinking, this has got to end. Either I've got to exit, either nobody knew what was wrong. And, you know, I, like I've said before, I'm not religious, but I, I literally made a deal with, with, with God, whatever that is for you. And I said, I need help. I need to get through this. I need to figure out what this is. And if I, if I can do this, I will commit the rest of my life to helping other people do this. And that was my turning point. It was um, almost like giving, giving permission for something else to intervene. Um, and I'm still not a religious person, but I do believe that there's something else out there that's bigger than all of us. And we become vulnerable and allow healing to happen, to admit that something is wrong, that we've been doing life in a way that isn't serving us. And that if we can allow something else in to teach us the better, a better way, then it is our responsibility to pay it forward. And that for me was a turning point. And that was in 2004. It was the end of 2004. And I remember it very, very clearly. And I couldn't sleep. I couldn't train. I couldn't eat. I was at the lowest point of my life. And the next day I woke up and I was fine. Literally, it was overnight. I, was, I felt fine. And I knew what I had to do. And I had to stop the bus. And I began eating right. I began exercising. And that was that was the road. That was everything changed. And it changed so quickly because I'd reached that point. And I think for many of us, I, I see a lot of people in my practice who come to me who are desperate to lose weight, not ready. They haven't reached that point where they will, they haven't reached that mental, emotional place where they're ready to actually admit that they need to do something or do what it takes to change. And that's a big, big step because it means letting go of who you were. And that's scary for a lot of people. It's like oh. sometimes you have to let go of the old you to build something new. That is so good. That's so good. Letting go. Oh, so, so good. Oh my God. <laughs> is that not the damn truth? Okay. So I'm going to ask you this you know, talking about all the things that you do with your company and, and your business and what you stand for. And you have clients that come to see you. What does it look like to work with someone like you? All right. So um, if you came to me, we would spend an hour talking and I'd be, we'd be unpacking your entire lifeline. And I want to see what's not coherent. So my job is to spot the inconsistencies in your story. 
because we all talk, I'm talking now, and it sounds all very um, curated. But if you know how to spot things like inconsistencies in communication, you will start seeing where things are not actually making sense. So in PNI training, we learn to figure out a person's what we call a baseline state where they are at their relaxed normal and where things go out of whack. So just too much or just too little in the communication. And we pick this up through voice, through communication, through tone of voice, through color of skin, through speed of speech, through internality. So there's many clues where you can figure out where a person isn't quite comfortable, where there's an inconsistency in what they're telling you. So I spend an hour getting a baseline state for my clients in my own brain. So I can learn when they're telling me something from the heart and their truth versus something that they think I want to know and think I want to hear. So we've got to get all that mess out of the way. Then we take a full health history. So I do a 10-page questionnaire and I figure, well, I need to know what they've been through from a health point of view from the day they were born. And further back than that, I want to know what their parents went through and what kind of family they grew up in, because that's going to inform so much more than just the fact that they have thyroid disease. It's what kind of upbringing did you have? And once we've got all of that information, then we do things like blood tests. We do gut tests. We do DNA tests. I don't really like DNA tests, but we'll, we'll do all the kinds of tests that verify what I've suspected in our first hour of speaking to each other. And from there, I create a plan. So that plan, usually people come to me because they want nutrition advice. And yes, they get they get plenty of nutrition advice. And that helps on so many levels. But we've also got to tackle the mind-body, the, the conversation we're having in our heads about ourselves. We've got to tackle our sleep quality. We've definitely got to go into exercise. So we've got to work. I hate using the word holistic because it sounds so overused. It's a bit of a cliche, but it is this person's life and how they see themselves in the context of their lives and where they want to be. So it's not just my history, what I've been, what I've done is who do you want to be tomorrow? And even if nothing's perfect. So even if you're not sticking to the plan and doing everything right, it doesn't matter. It's, it's baby steps. It's where do we want to see ourselves in the big picture of things? So I keep my clients for about other clients going back 15 years. They never leave because it's a kind of therapy. You need a place where you can talk it through and work things out because life isn't perfect. There's going to be bumps in the road. And it's really, really important that someone can hold your hand through that. And I think, not I think, I believe that we've been taught to go it alone for too long, that we've got to be so self-sufficient, especially women. We've got to do it on our own. And that's not true. We have communities for a reason. There's a reason we are herd animals and we function better where there are support systems. Not everybody in our lives is going to support us. So we've got to find those people on our team to support us and get us to where we want to be. And when we can hold each other up, we're so much stronger. So that's the experience you're going to have. It, it, let me tell you. So I'm listening. I'm like, God, this is wonderful. But then I'm thinking for that person who is like, can you just tell me what to eat, Nikki? I just want to lose 10 <laughs> pounds. And I just want I want to lose just fat in six days. You know, this is or six months or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you still get those people who, you know, still have that type of mindset. Mm -hmm. So when they come to you, have you had anyone that still was stuck in that mindset? 
how do you change? Because not only are we talking about their mindset is actually impacting their health and nutrition, but now they're coming to you and now they have to think about everything they ever knew about weight loss. They have to throw it out the window. How do you talk to someone like that? So there are people who don't stay with me because this is, this is not going to work for them. They're not ready. And I have been, you know, there are people that I invite to just come and I don't charge them anything. And let's just see if we are on the same page first, because this is the way I work. And if this is not right for you, then you need to go to a dietitian or you need to go to somebody else. So I'm not for everybody. And this is, you know, there's millions of people out there and there's going to be the right fit for you. But if you really want to lose fat and keep it off and reverse what has been happening, then perhaps we can have a relationship where we're going to get you there. And I don't just work with people who want to lose weight. I've got, I'd say that's about 30% of of my clientele, about 10% are our athletes who just want to get to the top of their game. And that is a mind game. That's more mind than body. Um, And I love working with athletes because they do exactly what you tell them to do because they are so focused on the goal that they don't question. They just do it and it always works. So athletes are are wonderful to work with, but I'd say maybe the rest, the rest, the balance of about uh, 60% of my clientele are people who are battling with cancer, diabetes, lots of lifestyle disease, insomnia, pain, um, gut gut problems. Gut problems are prolific. Mm. Um, and it's really easy to fix gut problems. It's super simple to fix gut problems. Um, but you've also got to co- co- you know, understand that everybody is different. The 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 program or the protocol that I put gut patient one on is going to be different to the next person. So it's very, very much a case of understanding the person you're working with. Um, and resonating with that person. We you don't get on with everybody. We don't, we're not on the same frequency. So sometimes there's no fit. And a lot of the time there is a fit. So you've got to be very sensitive to that. And um, I work with a team of doctors because you have to, you have to have, I need a support team. So there's a lot of endocrinologists, general practitioners, naturopaths, um, biokineticists, sports science people that I work with because we need to work as a team to get people to where they need to be in life. And it is a process. It's a process. So yes, to go back to your question, that person who wants to lose fat quickly, I can't help you. I just can't do it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I mean, that's, yeah, you, you know what it is that you do and it's, it's not for you and, and everybody is different. I totally agree with that. Um, One thing that you said that really uh, hit was when you said, Sometimes these people are not ready to let go. And I was mentioning how good that was and, or they're not even ready. And Mm -hmm. I off, I actually thought of like, when we talk about people who are alcoholics and drug addicts, how they have to hit rock bottom to finally say, I'm done. I am freaking ready. Like I'm ready to do this. It's sad that it has to be like this, Nikki, because even with, you know, you had a story, I had a story. We yeah. all had those little things in our brain telling us, don't do this. Nope, that's not, nope, that's not good for you. And we, how many years, years, yes. years, yes. we ignored it. And then finally we have this crisis that we're like, holy crap, my body is fighting itself. And now I, now I'm making deals with God and yes. I've been there with you. <laughs> you know? I mean, so 
if with with knowing that because you and I experience that, what okay. can you say to the person who hasn't hit that yet? Listening to the little stories in their head, what can you tell them? What is the baby step that you can tell them that will help them to say, "Look, you you got to you got to listen here." This is such a good question and it's a question I've been asked so many times, but I don't think we are wired to change until we have no more options because a comfort zone might be destroying you, but it's still a comfort zone because this is the way the human brain is. It's like a better the devil I know than the devil I don't. And addictions work for you on some level. So, you know, in NLP and PNI, we say there's no um, unresourceful people, just unresourceful behavior. And what that means is that on some level, all our behaviors are working for us. They're giving us a positive reinforcement. So a person who is a, who's an alcoholic, for example, is getting something that they deem positive out of drinking. They're feeling better on some level. It, it may, may be destroying their whole life and it may be destroying their relationships, but just for a second, they feel like they can handle. And it takes going to the bottom before you can look for the light. And this is the way humans are wired. And it's a question I ask many people who come to me and I say to them, are you ready? Are you ready to do what it takes? Because if you aren't, I can't accept your money. And I don't want you to waste my time or your cash before you know that you're willing to do everything it takes to change your life. And sometimes that's what it takes for people to go, oh, I didn't think about it that way. And I say to them, because it's non-refundable, you're going to pay and you can't get your cash back. So if that's what it takes, fantastic. It's never about the money. Of course, I'd most likely give people back their money because I don't want to take energy from somebody that isn't ready. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I do, I see a lot of people who, who come in guns blazing, ready to do this thing. And I just know, I just know they aren't there yet. They aren't because desperation, this frenetic desperation to change is not the right energy. It's almost that very quiet acceptance of the fact that mm. I'm not ready. Um, mm. Now I need to hear. I'm not talking so much anymore. I need to listen. So when people are frantic and begging for help and talking a hell of a lot, they're not ready. They're still, they're still processing for themselves. It's those quiet ones that go, okay, now we can do this. Mm. Those are the people you, you get an instinct for who is ready to do the, to do the work. It's, it's, it's fascinating, fascinating, yeah. but it takes, it takes getting to the bottom. Unfortunately, that's the human condition. Yeah. And um, I'm so glad you mentioned that. And I'm, I'm glad you distinguished the difference between someone who's like frantic, desperate and someone who's yeah. like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready. I got to let go yeah. of everything and I'm ready versus the one like, help me, help me. I, I got it. Da, da, da. You know, you're so yeah. right. There's a, so, there's such a big difference between the two. Um, yes. It is the quiet one. That is such a good, um, you know, observation. Uh, I, I'd never, you know, obviously it's true, um, but I never even thought of it that way because I think people, when they think of, I'm desperate. I'm I, I rock bottom. I want to, I want to, I want to do this. I want to do this. No, you're, you're not truly, truly ready just yet. So exactly. let's mm -hmm. talk about, you know, your business and tell us again, what's the name of your business? 
Okay, so my company is called Reinvent Health. I don't know where I came up with the, num- the name, but this was years and years ago. And yeah, so my website is reinventhealth.co.za. Um, but I'm on all of the social media channels. I have a podcast called the Reinvent Health Podcast. Um, I have a TV show, um, which is actually broadcast all over the world. I had no idea you could pick it up anywhere, um, but I'll send you all those, those details. So I work, um, the, the, the TV show is called Real Health. Uh, it's been going for 13 seasons and that covers a whole lot of health topics. It's really fun. And then yes, I do have a book coming out next year, which is, we'll see. That's just a huge project. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just amazed that somebody's publishing this book. So this is really, really exciting. So yeah, the, the, the company, I I work with private patients. So I work with um, individuals. I have clients all over the world. I have clients on yachts in Spain, um, a lot of US clients as well. So COVID really, really helped get people into the idea of, of working like this. And it's very, very doable. So I get probably better results with the people I work with over Zoom than I do one-on-one. So that was amazing for my business. But I also work with organizations, big, big companies, multinationals, um, getting their um, not only the executive teams resilient and understanding the importance of, of their, their health um, on many levels, but also big teams of, of factory people and all sorts of staff levels, which is really my passion because if you can get this out to the message out to thousands of people, then you're making an impact. And that's what's really important. It's You can't change the world one person at a time. You've got to think big and it's it's not impossible um nowadays it's really possible to get to huge numbers of people and those who are ready will hear and those who are ready for this will tune in and those who need it will find it and you've got to trust that as well so nikki why don't you tell people where where uh you're from i am from johannesburg south africa um, I've lived here my whole life. I've traveled. I lived in New York for three years. I've lived in the UK. Not lived, but I've stayed in the UK for a period of time. So, but I live in South Africa. So, yeah, the time zone is is interesting when I work with people all over the world. But hey, I mean, COVID's been incredible to sort of bring us all together and close those boundaries and those borders. It's been quite the most interesting two years. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned it because so Nikki and I, like I said before earlier, is we met we met at the clubhouse and it's crazy because, yes, you meet people at the clubhouse, even though you're just listening to their voices. And it was funny because you knew somebody that was at the clubhouse that you didn't know was there. And there was just this huge like, oh, my God, are you the Nikki? And I'm like, who is this woman? And of course, I'm talking about running and Nikki's a runner. And then, of course, where Nikki's from, she sends me photos of her runs, <laughs> which is in no comparison to my, you know, boring runs. Like she's got giraffes and and all these animals as she's doing her runs. I just wanted to say that that it was just amazing how people are able to uh, get connected on social media, even though, you know, with this pandemic, it's been quite amazing. So I didn't even know Clubhouse existed. And um, one of my friends sent me an invite and 
I'd, it was on a Saturday and I downloaded the app and I saw Lorraine. Lorraine, I know Lorraine because she's South African and she's she has a company that imports metagenics. So I clicked on, I didn't know what I was doing, but I found myself in this room and there was you talking about running and I was I just clicked with you. I, I like resonated with everything you were saying. And Lorraine was in the room. It was almost like destined to be. It was crazy. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. Mm. It was so, yeah, amazing. I do, I do mostly trail runs. So those pictures that I sent you, I don't always run with, with giraffes and zebras. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I did. But our trail runs are um, in places in reserves, very close by to where I live, where we can run with lions, really. I'm going to send you the lion pictures soon. So we've got a run coming up in a lion reserve. You don't get to run in like with them, but you can take a picture through through a, an enclosure. But it does give the impression that we're running wild here. We're yeah. not really. We've got, you know, it's, just, it's quite normal. Um, we don't have any elephants running around in the street, thank goodness. But yes, we do have access to beautiful places to run. And this is why I got into trail running is because it's it's half an hour away. You can be on a mountain yeah. and it's just, but you can do that anywhere in the world. But, yeah, it's yeah, definitely different, lucky. but it's just amazing. She is a fellow runner and, you know, how we met in the clubhouse and there were the stars, the plant, the planets were aligned that day oh, yeah. because there's so <laughs> many things that happened on that one uh, day uh, on the clubhouse. So I'm just so happy. And I was I actually had the opportunity to be on Nikki's podcast and I've been able to promote that. And you guys can check that out on my website. <clears throat> and of course, Nikki has her podcast and all of that information with her website and how to get a hold of her. All her social media links will be on the show notes so, so that you can reach out to to her. So Nikki, thank you so much for being a part of this. I am so grateful to have you in my space. So grateful. Thank you, Lisa. And likewise, it's it's just incredible to talk to somebody who's been through similar journey, you know, and you, you you can resonate with somebody on the other side of the world who I feel like I've known you my whole life. So <laughs> it's just so incredible that technology can bring people together. Um, so thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm really grateful to be on your show. It's just wonderful. Well, I'm happy to have you here. So until next time, everybody. Bye. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>